This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Molecule, the world's first molecular air purifier that reduces symptoms for allergy and asthma sufferers. For $75 off your first order, visit molekule.com and enter the discount code FOOL. It's Thursday, August 30th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Matt Greer, and joining me in studio, the one, the only Motley Fool analyst, Bill Man. Bill, it's just you and me. What do you want to talk about, Mac? How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm good. There's so much to talk about. We've kicked around a lot of topics. Not everything germane to the world of investing, you know? It's 9 bazillion degrees outside and 177% humidity, so I feel like... I feel like this nice, cool room, I think we should be here for a good 45 minutes. Let's just not leave. Oh, my gosh. Let's just keep talking. I went the other day to the Kennedy Center for a play, and I got in there, and it was so hot. And my first thought was, I've put on weight. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I've, I've, got, to I've got to do better. I've got to, like, <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to get in shape. And I was so relieved to find that the air conditioning was broken. <laughs> So, I mean, it doesn't mean that I haven't put on weight. It just does mean and that that's we're not both, the real problem. And we're both, I grew up in North Carolina and you grew up in, in Houston, Houston, right? Oh. Like, so we are not no. neophytes to the August humidity scene, but it is special outside. Yeah, it's this is Houston hot. This is Houston hot. And it's the a, difference is yeah. that Houston, when you go inside, they crank the AC down to they like 54 degrees. So you're like wearing a down jacket. <laughs> Here in the D.C. area, they're like, well, good luck. <laughs> okay. Well, enough about the heat. We're going to try to bring our own heat. We have a motley show here. We have insider trading hitting the NFL. That's not something you say every day. That may be my favorite story of today. So good. We have Donald Trump continuing to hit um, back against Google. Uh, we'll talk about that. And Bill, we're also going to kind of look around the world, maybe get a stock idea or two from you in terms of the global and what's playing out in the world. But let's begin with Salesforce. Better than expected earnings, but shares down on a disappointing earnings outlook. Now, Bill, Salesforce is an enterprise software company. That means that they are selling their software to businesses that are subscribing. And a lot of them. And a lot of them. The stock's tripled over the last five years. Is the party over? No, no, I don't think it is because every time you open up, every time you open up Bloomberg, every time you open up CNBC, Wall Street Journal, who else can I, you know, who else can I plug here? There's another company that is rolling out or integrating artificial intelligence and customer relation uh, software, which is basically what Salesforce does. They are the largest. Uh, I am no expert, as I am not their target market, but I am to understand that they are, you know, that they are the best in the business. You know, they have a very multifaceted approach. They have multiple divisions, each of which could be worth billions of dollars if they were their own companies. Um, and they had great earnings. I mean, they they earned well over three billion dollars, uh, seventy one cents a share, twenty seven percent over the same quarter of last year. Uh, some of that had to do with the integration of their largest merger that they've taken on, their largest acquisition of MuleSoft that happened earlier this year. But great name, by the way. I, it is a great name. It doesn't sound particularly softwarey. No, no, I'm not sure it gives me a lot of confidence. But you know, well, it. I mean, it's a. I mean, if you want to talk about a picks and shovels type of business, I think MuleSoft is incredibly well named. And in fact, I think Salesforce should have taken on MuleSoft. As I don't like name. the soft part. I like the mule part. Just mule. <laughs> 
Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so MuleSoft aside, though, this this space, you've got some big players here. You've got Microsoft, you've got Oracle, you have IBM. Yeah. Um, what what's the special sauce for Salesforce? Well, I think Salesforce, the thing that they are, they, they are not particularly good at any one thing. Well, that's that that came out exactly wrong. I, I'm not here to say that. <laughs> Basically, they're, they're terrible at everything, and that's what makes them great. No, they, they they have they have multiple divisions, and I think that the, what Salesforce has done better than anybody is being a full service suite to uh, to 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 their clients, and it allows them to take on the largest clients, you know, the the the, the largest uh, enterprises in the world, the U.S. government, you know, many, many several uh, departments of the U.S. government is uh, our our clients. Uh, one of which is pretty interesting. There was a petition this last year, you know, this uh, earlier this year, uh, of among Salesforce employees about the contract that they have with U.S. Border. Patrol, and so they also announced that they're opening an ethical office because they want to make sure that their software is being being used ethically. Aha! Well, speaking of politics, oh, okay, a beautiful let's be, segue. Let's be very careful. Yes, we are going to be very careful. We are not a political show, um, but we're going to try to talk about this through the lens of an investor because yeah. President Trump is continuing his Twitter attacks on Google. Um, and if you're just kind of joining this story, one of the issues here is Trump's claim that Google favors liberal content and did not promote Trump's State of the Union address the same way Google promoted Obama's. Now, Google has responded saying they haven't historically promoted the first address to Congress by a new president, which we, is technically not a State of the Union. Yeah, I think, and and I think it is generally called a State of the Union, union right. address, but. If you want to win a bar bet with like a bunch of political nerds, it's, you know, right. it's not a State of the Union. Yeah. Google also went on to say that they did promote Trump's 2018 State of the Union address. Okay, so Bill, we're not going to litigate this particular dispute. Please go. But what no, I do yeah. want to get your thoughts on are how you think of the regulatory risk. And, and Trump, this isn't just a Google story. Trump has really called out um, social media for being what he claims to be unfair to conservative content, conservative or to, causes. Um, or to Trump. Or to Spe Trump. Specifically. Exactly. So, how do you think of this as an investor? Should investors in Google be worried? I think they should be. I think that they should be worried a little. I mean, the good news for Google and the good news for Facebook is that it's probably not going to hurt them in terms of their lead. I mean, there's not some, you know, there's not some conservative Facebook that's coming, you know, that's coming out that's going to knock Facebook off of, off of its perch. Or Take the other side, a progressive Facebook that's going to knock knock it off its perch. But I think that there's a big question, and a lot of people uh, looking back at the Alex Jones uh, issue earlier this year with Facebook and how Facebook has said we're going to try and limit face fake news, things like that. To me, there's an open question about whether it is, whether they should do that from the from the standpoint of being a business, right? As a business, it is going to cost them millions upon millions of dollars to go through and basically censor the news. So you're saying so exercising editorial control. Yeah. And basically at some point making a choice of, you know, a decision about what content stays, what content doesn't, how to prioritize content. Yeah. That's going to have implications. Yeah, and I think that ultimately um whether it is whether it is real or perceived by one side or the other, it is really really going to be hard for them to be fair for them to be even-handed across the issue. So the, the, I, I unfortunately 
from my standpoint, that you know that 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 ship has sailed. They are now in that business. But I ultimately think that in a couple of years, they're going to look back and see that as being a mistake, as something that will be very very costly for them and will be very hard for them to do correctly. Which, as a business, is not the type of thing that you want to take on. Okay, but taking the other side of this, you know, politics aside, but if increasingly Facebook, if I increasingly, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, okay, taking the other side of this, Trump's right, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not getting oh, no. into the 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 overt politics of this, yeah. but. I mean, Facebook has a lot to lose if increasingly I think that their platform is cluttered up with information and Absolutely. news. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Absolutely. So I may be conservative, I may be liberal, I may be anywhere in between. Yeah. But isn't there something you may to be just said be, for at least being more transparent? If I'm seeing an ad, I want to know where that I ad think, came from. If I'm seeing a story, I want to know who paid for it and where it came from. I, you're exactly right. And I think that there are probably routes that they could have gone that opened up that disclosure. But ultimately, it's going to be really hard for them to do it right. I mean, And it's going to cost something. Yeah, and, and it's going to cost something. And I think that there's something to be said for, you know, for, for, the good and the the bad ideas all being out there, you know, in the open and letting them beat each other up, and you know, I, I'd like to think of humankind that eventually the good ideas will win. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's it, it's going to be very hard for them to you know for 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 them to get it right. Okay, Bill. Well, before we talk about our final story, I want to give a quick thanks to Molecule. Molecule has introduced a breakthrough science that is finally capable of destroying air pollutants at a molecular level. Molecule makes a real difference for asthma and allergy sufferers. It helps them better cope with their conditions and significantly reduces their symptoms. One customer has reportedly said that after using Molecule in her home, that she was able to breathe through her nose for the first time in 15 years. She's also 15 years old. (laughs) The Molecule that we've had here... It was fabulous, and was, as a as an allergy sufferer and as an asthmatic, I mean, I found it to be you know absolutely fabulous. Where did it go, by the way? Well, you know, you're not alone. Chris Hill took it for a little <laughs> spin. He he also was a big fan. Took it home with him. He returned it, so we should we should be fair. But you know, he did he did he did abscond with I, it. I think that's wonderful. Well, the great thing about Molecule, among all these other things, is that Molecule is easy to use and has a clean and sleek design. For $75 off your first order, visit M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com and enter the word FOOL. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com and use the promo code FOOL. Okay, Bill, our final story the sexy world of the Cleveland Browns oh. and insider trading. I mean, I guess the good news is that it turns out that uh, the Cleveland Browns are also bad at insider trading. <laughs> so federal authorities announcing on Wednesday that Cleveland Browns linebacker Michael Kendricks and television writer and producer Damaliar Soniki have been indicted on insider trading charges. Bill, we were joking about this beforehand. I mean, insider trading, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> But we're, t- we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this is such a cute story. I mean, to me, in some ways, because it's, I would not expect of the uh, of an NFL player that they would have a really great understanding of how insider trading is enforced and and um, smoked out, if you will. 
I would expect that a Goldman Sachs employee would know exactly how the SEC operates. And so, what what Kendricks did was he had an $80,000 account that he opened and using options just ahead of corporate actions and mergers, he turned it into $1.2 million, which is pretty good. It's That's a, good a pretty good return over, over two years. <laughs> now, the thing that we know about Michael Kendricks is that he has not signed an Aaron Rodgers level $134 million contract. Aaron Rodgers is a big fan of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, it, it, is, it is amazing to me the smash and grab, you know, type tactics that they used to do this because you're going to get caught. Yeah. You're absolutely going to get caught. The SEC tracks so carefully what accounts do things right ahead of corporate actions and whether Kendricks should or should not have known it. He's come out and he's apologized. He apologized to his Browns teammates and his Eagles teammates. Uh, uh, he was actually with the Eagles when, you know, when he, when, when he was doing this, but the guy, uh, how do you say his name? Uh, Sonoiki. I don't know. I just absolutely. Gave it a shot. I think yeah. that was a pretty good attempt. Yeah, absolutely should have known. Yeah. Well, with Kendricks too, you just want to say, you know what? Just buy an index fund. Just buy an index don't fund. Don't overthink it. Hey, you're an NFL guy. Just take 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 your paycheck and put it put it in the index. Put you on the phone with Jack Bogle. Yeah. You can, you can talk about or right? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Do you want the the S and P five hundred index fund? Do you want the total market fund? Yeah. I mean, that's a fun discussion to have. Yeah. In, in some circles. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, before we wrap up, um, Bill, I want to talk about a new venture that you're part of. We, we mentioned this a bit on the show yesterday because we had Matt and Aaron, but Global Partners, where you're really kind of casting an eye on everything that's playing out in the world for investors. Give me give me the quick snapshot for someone who didn't hear yesterday. Yeah. Show. So Matt Argersinger and I was going to say Aaron Rodgers again. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers also involved with our new product. Aaron Bush uh, and I have uh, have have scoured the world over the last. 18 months, The Motley Fool has put about $56 million into developing uh, offices around the world. We now have sites in Singapore, in Hong Kong, in the UK. We've had for a number of years Germany. And so we decided that we would begin leaning upon some of the research that they're doing and tr really trying to get Americans to focus on one of the areas of the market where we see the most opportunity, where people tend to have the least amount of exposure, and that's global stocks, a lot of which can be bought here in the United States very easily. And then there are other ones that we have, you know, that that are buyable in the U.S. through certain brokers. A little bit more difficult to do, but we decided that we were going to, you know, walk people through that process and get them some real fantastic global exposure. And how about a how about a name or two? Uh, so. Uh, one of the companies that uh, that that uh, we have talked about a lot here at the Motley Fool, and people don't even tend to think of this as being a foreign company, though Canada is another country, and Shopify is based in Canada. An absolutely wonderful company it is Tom Gardner's favorite international company. We have a we have a wonderful write up about Shopify in the Global Partners uh, on the site, and it is a company that helps uh, entrepreneurs. Open up an online merchant site very quickly, very easily, relatively inexpensively, and gets gets people up and selling and getting involved in what is really a revolution in uh, in retail sales. Uh, that you know, for a thousand years, it's all been you know 
you know, merchant to, you know, person. And now so much of it is being done online, even with the smallest of, of companies. And and the stock's done incredibly well, but that doesn't deter you? Not at all. Not not at all. Simply because you're talking about you're you're talking about a trend that has just begun, and we think the world of the management team of uh, of Shopify, Toby Lutka is the CEO, and and uh, and his team, and think that they are ahead of the game of a trend that's really just beginning. Okay. Well, you can find more information on Global Partners at join.fool.com. That's join.fool.com. Bill, thanks for joining me today. Great to see you, Mac. And a reminder that the market is closed on Monday for Labor Day, so we will be back on Tuesday. Chris will be back in the saddle next week with Market Foolery. As always, people on the show may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Matt Greer. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.